Uh, excuse me, Mr. Haas, sir? Yes, son. Is this about making American racing great again? Uh, not as such. Um, Sergio Perez is outside, sir. He just wanted to congratulate you on another successful test. Sergio Perez? Where is he from? Force India, sir. No. Where is he from? He's from Mexico, sir. Build a wall. A great, great wall. Hello, welcome to Gareth Jones on Speed. He's Zog. Hello. He's Richard. Hello. I'm Gareth, and we've previously billed this show as the podcast for petrol heads. But that's not really true, because we like all sorts of cars, really. And we're quite interested in electric cars, all three of us, for different reasons. I've driven a stack of electric cars now, the most recent one of which being... The Tesla Model S, which was quite something. Zog, you've always advocated the electric car has been the original idea for the car, haven't you? Uh, it's a matter of historical record that some of the first cars were electric-powered. Yeah. Were steam-powered cars as well, but in the early days of motoring, electric cars were some of the best. The land speed um, record was first held by an electric car, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, and of course one of Porsche's early designs was an electric car, and a hybrid electric car. So there's a lot of coming full circle with a lot of the cars that some contemporary manufacturers are offering. But yeah, electric motors are just better than internal combustion engines. There's no competition. They're more efficient. I'm certainly simpler. happy I have one in my toothbrush. Yes, and not a very <laughs> tiny little baby bee 049 motor. Huge two-stroke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But Richard, you're interested in electric cars at the moment because you're genuinely thinking of buying one, aren't you? I'm really close to I've just got an inexplicable craving for one. Mm. It just feels like the time to do it. And I'll yeah. tell you why. First of all, because I find them interesting. Or I find the best of them interesting. Yeah. But also, you know, in the last show, I said that in California, you could lease a Fiat 500e, the electric 500 that is only sold there, for as little as $69 a month, seemingly. Mm. Which wow. a friend of mine is genuinely doing out there at the moment. Hang on, that is hang on. Like... Since, since the whole Euro referendum thing came up, that means $69, that's about 700 quid, isn't it? The way is the exchange rate's going. <laughs> uh, good for <laughs> When I checked, genuinely, it's about 45, 50 yeah. quid. It's well, I mean, I, a month for a And unfortunately, because car. when you said that, as soon as we'd finished recording the show, I had a quick check to see if you could lease a 500e in the UK. As far as I can see, you can't. No, that's the thing. They um, only sell it in California. I think it's Oregon as well. Mm. And that's it, to try and meet some corporate obligations. But they've engineered the car, so why not sell it in Europe? Because I Mm. think it's the kind of thing that would actually sort of kickstart electric car interest because it's a Fiat 500, cool-looking, interesting car that people actually want, but it's a very urban car. why not? I'm not sure that they one. have to do much to kickstart electric cars, other than we just need to be offered the right kind of vehicles and have the right kind of infrastructure. Mm. It's down to two things. It's down to a useful range. There are electric cars with good range at the moment. There's only one electric car on sale, as far as I know, that has a properly useful range, where you don't even have to think about it, the Tesla. Although a caveat to that is that, and critics of electric cars, the range issue is always the main criticism. Most of the time, we don't use the full range of our cars. I mean, Mm. you know, almost all the journeys that I take are under 15 miles. Yeah. Well, so this is why I've become interested... There's a number of reasons I've become interested in electric cars and have this sudden craving for one as I think it's the right time to do it. One of them being the way that we use at least one of our cars. 
because mm-hmm. we have this merch as GLA. You as a family do. Yeah. Right. yeah. yeah. Hey, My wife making... commutes across London in it. Richard, you're making a lifestyle choice. Well, I don't want it to be a lifestyle choice in as much as I don't want it to change my lifestyle. Mm-hmm. You know when you see that thing on the front of books or on film posters and it says, this changed my life? I always think, well, how inconvenient. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like my life. I don't want it to be changed. Oh, God, I've read this book and now, improved. I, now I've, I've yeah. got to become a fisherman or something. It's just no good. But I think there has to be some slight adapting. The biggest problem, the biggest thing that's put me off getting an electric car is that I only have on-street parking. Uh-huh. No driveway, no garage. Mm-hmm. And running a cable across the pavement is impractical and someone will fall over and then they'll sue you. And illegal. Hit you. Yeah, yes. Okay, yeah. Yeah. This is the thing that has stopped me from buying an electric car already. Well, Even if I've got charging points within 200 yards of my house... I still would love to be able to just stick it outside and charge it. And I can't do that. Well, this is the biggest compromise I'm I'm, I'm thinking I might make because I discovered something. You're going to move? Yes, to a power station, to Drax <laughs> Power Station in Oxfordshire. All the electricity will be mine. Oh, really? No, last year, forgive me for being London-centric if you don't live in London, but we live in London and this is something that has happened here. Maybe it's happening in other towns as well. The London Fire Brigade permitted, I think it's Chargemaster, to install public electric charging points at something like 75 fire stations across London. Oh. And nobody seems to know about this. Oh, I don't know about this. And there is a fire station very close to my house, and it has an electric car charging point. I watched them installing it. And I thought, that's nice, the fire chief, whatever he's called, must be getting an electric car, and he's having that... It's, it's Hugh Pugh, I think. Yeah, was, I think it was one of the Barley McGrew yeah, yeah. brothers. Or and I just assumed it was for their use only. It's only that I happened to look into this. That In fact, it's not. Anyone can use it. Really? I walk past well, very don't... regularly, and I've never seen anyone using it. Not the Firemaster, not Pugh, Hugh, yeah. Barley McGrew, Cuff, Cuff, Dibble, Dibble or, or Grub, yeah. and <laughs> no members of the public either. That thing is unused. And I'm thinking, well, now, wait a minute. It's less than a five-minute walk from my house. And I would happily, if allowed, leave my theoretical electric car outside the manned fire station all night because mm-hmm. it's probably safer there than it is a lot of places. Plus, if it catches fire while it's charging, well, yeah. bingo. You know, yeah. Yeah. And it can happen. It can. It probably won't. I'm just saying that. What better place for your car to catch fire than outside the fire station? That's beautiful. Unless they're already out putting out another fire. There's no chance but of such the law- worries aside, you know, it's yes. a good... Yeah, There's no chance of the law being changed where we could install little vertical posts if we paid for the paving slabs to be lifted. Well, so I've been looking into this at the moment... There are things, supposedly, the government gave grants to local authorities to put more charging points in, and you could request one on your street, Mm -hmm. but it's up to your local authority to have applied for that money. Now, what they have done, actually, is just put some public charging points into the high street near me. So, again, it's like, worst-case scenario, that's a short walk away, and I could stick the car on charge there if I needed to. So I'm basically trying to convince myself I can do this. And also, if you get a range extender car, well, you're sort of less panicky about it. Mm -hmm. But the other reason why I think now is the time to get an electric car and sort of goes back to what you were saying about getting people into them encouraging them kick-starting the trend to start buying them because i don't think it's happened yet incentives yeah. well the car makers a lot of them have put some money into electric cars now developing them in some cases like bmw you know whole bespoke platform bespoke production process yeah. they've put a lot of money into that they want people to start buying them it's clearly not happening they are 
incentivizing you there are offers going on all the time there's even a special limited edition version of the i8 isn't there which is part of that They're yeah there's all sorts of stuff going on marketing that there's quite, uh... i just spoke to someone today i spoke to a bmw dealer and he went yeah we've got an offer going on at the moment what do you want and we will try and make it happen mm. and i've got to say we haven't talked yet about what in particular after but the bmw in terms of the traditional manufacturers what bmw have done with their electric car offering in terms of appeal desirability they're on a slightly higher level reach yeah. for everybody else in terms of the traditional manufacturers. We'll, we'll talk about that in a moment because I want to run through all the electric cars that are available that we're aware of and just make a comparison. Before we do that, let me just talk to you about the main reason to buy one at the moment. Yeah, yeah exactly. Is cheapness. Hmm. Now, there's yeah, two, yeah. two bits of cheapness. I'm thinking I'd get a new one and I would lease it. I don't want to buy it because I don't want to be stuck with a Laserdisc player or a digital cassette player or what have you. Yeah. Although those old D&D manuals yeah, are becoming well. valuable. You know? <laughs> so lease it because also the other option to get into an electric car at the moment is to buy one secondhand because they depreciate mm-hmm. like billion, mm-hmm. which yeah. to me suggests at the moment acceptance is not good mm-hmm. and no one wants them. So, for example, I started looking at this. You can get a Mitsubishi iMiev. The Mitsubishi dealer not far from my house had an iMiev for sort of four grand. Cute. Really? They were really and expensive. I almost just thought, they were 28 grand, I could just, weren't they? I could just go and buy that. I'll just go and mm. buy that. I'll get rid of our Fit 500. I'll just go and buy that and see if I like electric cars. But I was a bit like, mm. I'm not sure. It might be a bit worn it's out. It's not really... It can't be well, exactly. I did, and it's gone now. How? Someone's bought it because why yeah. wouldn't they? Four grand. I mean, yeah, you that's, know, that's, that's not a lot of money for then effectively very cheap motoring. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, free motoring because if yeah. you recharge that, that in public places, you don't cool. pay exactly because yeah. you know, like my local Waitrose has got electric car charging points. Again, you, see, mm-hmm. you can tell I've been thinking about this because I've been working out all the places I could charge. And their source, which is a London-based, again, sort of electric subsidised thing, mm. I think it's now gone down to a fiver for the swipe card. For a year. For a year. Yeah. And the electricity is free. Yeah. Mm. I mean, if you just <laughs> went and hung out in Waitrose, which I'll tell you what, my local Waitrose have just put a cafe in, you could spend ages in there. <laughs> And that's fine. And charge up your car for £5 a year. If you're only driving around the town, and I'll be honest, I've looked at it, that Merc we have, I don't think it's been out of London for about three or four months. Mm. And we've had it almost a year, and it's done less than 4,000 miles. Mm -hmm. And you get, with an electric car, no matter how cheap or old-fashioned it is, you just get tremendous levels of refinement. Any electric car is a joy to drive in the city. They're so quiet. Well, exactly. It just seems to make sense, for me personally, anyway. And this is why yeah. I'm so excited about this. But it's also, I'll be honest, it's also the meanness in me. It's the cheapness, because I'm thinking, either oh, way, yeah, it's, uh, it's ludicrous. Yeah. You know, so I'll do it in the end. Broad figures, you can get a Renault Zoe for about six grand. You get an IMEF for four grand if you want a second-hand one. If you want to go and lease something, the editor of What Car Magazine, a man called Jim Holder, popularly known as Noddy in the car industry, lovely chap, and he has just leased a Renault Zoe for £75 down and about £150 a month. And £80 of that is the battery lease thing that Renault do. Yeah. So the actual car is about 70 is it, quid a month. Yeah. I wonder if that's the upgraded Zoe. They put a new charger in the Zoe recently, which gave it a comparative well, a performance charge, with the Leaf. Yeah. yeah. And I wonder if it's that later version. He was complaining that he was getting sub 50 mile range in cold temperatures. Yes, yes. Which cold knackerism, doesn't it? it, it yeah, not yes, knackerism, yeah. but it just knacks the range. Yeah, yeah. battery performance does depend yeah. on the temperature. But. I mean, so, I remember having my Leaf when I was up in my Leaf, a Leaf when I was up in Liverpool last December, and it was cold then. It was about two or three degrees and I never recorded anything less than about 85 90 miles from what I remember on a full charge on there so mm. they work so have, have you kind of narrowed down do you know what you want to get or are yes you... but I'm not closing my mind to it let's run through the cars okay. in but a moment 
darling. What is it, my wife, the actress Tallulah Riley? Elon, the mail came earlier and it contained something troubling. Troubling? What was troubling? The electricity bill, Elon. And what was troubling about it? It was for eight million dollars. Oh, damn. It's that bloody supercharger network of yours. No, it's not. Maybe you left the immersion heater on again. Sort it out, Elon, or we'll be getting divorced again. Right, that's it. I'm going to blow up the moon. That's your solution to everything, isn't it? No. Oh, and by the way, the TiVo didn't record Game of Thrones again. Oh, blow up the moon. See? So if, like us, you're considering buying, leasing, borrowing or... Stealing. Yes, an electric car. <laughs> These are the cars that are available at the moment. Let's take this from the top because... Okay. Yeah, well, reverse well, the alphabetically. You're no. a buyer. You can... Well, because you, you can tell I've thought how, about how this quite seeing, a lot recently. Yeah, how yeah. you're seeing And also, the other thing is, because, you know, I've bought that Defender. Yeah. And the idea of having quite a high-tech electric car yeah. or a car that feels like the future to yeah. go with the car that feels like the That's past basically yeah, is incredibly appealing. And it's also, what I've yeah. realised is that as car enthusiasts, sometimes you go, oh, I want a car that has ultimate handling, ultimate performance, ultimate something or other. But I think fundamentally we just want cars that are different. There are too many cars that feel the same. Yes. And, you know, someone said to me, what's that new Passat like? And I went, I don't know, I'm driven. Oh, wait, I have. And it's nothing wrong with a new Passat, but I don't want one. Well, it's mm. like I, me. I, I'll always want to drive a car yeah. that no one else is driving. That's why I've got a JDM car at the moment. I just want something that you don't see. Because yes. that's I'm, I'm You want some character. You know, you yeah. generally want something that has some character, and you tend to want something that somehow, in sympathy with some aspect of your character, yeah. or you kind of incorporate it into your... For instance, you know, yeah. if you're a lucky car now, your character is displayed as a tight ass, because they're so... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of right, so let me... So, just talk you through it because I have okay. been thinking about this so first of all the Volkswagen twins you've got the Volkswagen e-Golf and the Volkswagen e-Up e- now they're yep. both mm-hmm. perfectly fine cars I've driven both of them they're both I think too expensive mm-hmm. as a lot of electric cars seem to be but why I'm not drawn to them is because they're too normal Mm-hmm. They are yeah, just like I, a golf I, and totally up that happens that. around yeah. electric power. Yeah. There's nothing a bit weird and quirky and interesting about them. It's not bespoke. There's yeah. no wow factor. There's nothing that makes you go, yeah. oh, yeah, that's an interesting little... Yeah. It's just, they're, they're perfectly it's good, an electric but just... Mm, similarly, well, sort of similarly, the Kia Soul EV, the forgotten mm-hmm. electric car of the day, because... Mm. That's out there. I don't think they sell very many. I don't think they bring many in deliberately because they don't think there's much of a market for it. Again, a bit expensive. I don't know what the lease deals are like on them. I haven't even Similar looked. performance to the Leaf. In fact, better than the Leaf. The what most honest range indicator I've uh-huh. ever tried in any electric car. Mm-hmm. If anything, it was pessimistic. It just seemed to sort of say, oh, you've got about 80 miles left. And it would just keep saying, you've got 80 miles left. And you go, come on, have I really? <laughs> and 80 miles later, you go, oh, yeah, I did. Um, <laughs> it's, it's really good. Really good. It's got quite a high capacity battery, in fact, that car. They've invested quite a lot in that sort of tech anyway it's very good because the soul is a little bit of a more unusual family car but i'm not drawn to it Mm. and then you've got your mitsubishi imiev which is still on sale weirdly it it is but now here's the thing because you know there was a peugeot ion and the citroen c0 yes and they're all basically the same car and they were all insanely expensive not just basically the same car the same the same car different badge and that was it and they were all about 25 grand or so. 28, I think. Yeah, they? well, now here's yeah. the thing. They're, they're still on sale. Who knew? The Mitsubishi is £28,990, I think. Mm-hmm. Peugeot and Citroën have rather undermined Mitsubishi. Mitsubishi didn't get the facts where PSA told them that they were going to cut the price. 
the Ion and the C Zero are now eleven nine nine five. I know. Oh, really? Again, much cheaper. I suspect they've got stocks they need to get shot off, and then that's it. Mm. But Mitsubishi's going to carry on, so they're not dropping the price. Everything must go in the great Peugeot Citroen electric car sale. I well, suspect Mitsubishi are mm. still developing electric and hybrid systems because they've got the Fev, the Outlander Fev. Yeah, that's uh, a horrible car. Oh yes, I love the idea of it, but it's a horrible car. It's very just... popular on holiday. You go on holiday. All over Europe. People really? Have, are camping. Oh, there's loads around here, though. Have you not? Certainly around yeah. my neck of the woods, there's loads. Hey, there are three cactus on this street. No. Serious. A red no, one? No, there's a car That's that should be electric, because it's very yellow yellow light one. anyway, so you can yeah. sort of offset the battery. But anyway. Uh, well, there is a lucky version of it, I believe. The Mihari that they've oh, done okay. is based on that platform, and it's an electric car. So, oh, yes, it could it's coming. retro, then it would make sense. No, the Fev, do you know what? I reviewed the Fev on Sniff Petrol and said it was basically a lovely idea, but a vile car. Mm. And I've never mm. had such a narky response from all these tight who go, oh, I've got a Fev and it's absolutely brilliant. It saved me over 47p a mile. And you go, yeah, but it's a horrible car. That's not the point, 47p a mile. And he's going, well, if you're that joyless, then enjoy your joyless car, you terrible <laughs> Um, so those IMEA triplets, no, not those. Uh, then we get into Nissan Leaf. Nissan Leaf. There yet? Yeah, the Leaf's all right, isn't it? But it's I got just, good range. Yeah, it's got, um, I just find easy it. to live with. It's not a car. It's an appliance. Of yeah. all yeah, of them, it's the it's one that exciting. most resembles I an appliance. I love the Zoe. The Zoe, I could kiss the Zoe. She's pretty. You've always said it. Pretty cars sell. Good looking yeah. cars sell. The Leaf is forward looking, but still a bit special needs you know it looks, I mean? the front of it it looks like it's being extruded it's, from yep. a tube it's, yep. yeah, it's, it's, not yep. quite... it's not elegant it's got a I know. it does the job brilliantly sort of and I know it should be a bit more than that but I do that's the thing I find the Leaf is actually sort of almost willfully I sometimes think that with well, these sort of ecologically minded cars that they almost perhaps this is part of their appeal for some people it's like well, a hair shirt that, look I, how I'm suffering for mm-hmm. my care for the well, planet yeah, well, by and my that, disgusting looking car and I think this was certainly the case with the G-Wiz that part of the appeal for some people although to us it just looks horrible mm. I think a lot of people that liked the G-Wiz liked the fact that it had these very very oddball non-car looks and it was a world away from the kind of sleek, beautiful, gas-guzzling sports car that, Mm. you know, we might find very appealing. So they make it very different. Yeah, Yeah, it's the anti-car, isn't it? Do you notice, I think, how G-Wizzes have sort of disappeared off our roads in the last two years? Because certainly around my neck of the woods in North London, sort of then Hampstead and Highgate, the sort of well-to-do areas, a lot of G-Wizzes because there were a lot of well-meaning, quite middle-class, wealthy people who just wanted to make a point, which was, look how much I care. But now they've gone, oh, brilliant, I can have a proper car that's yeah. electric. Mm. I can throw that glass fibre awfulness that, in the bin. Or somebody tripped over their G-Wiz and <laughs> yeah. broke it. That's also quite Or it possible. caught fire and they hadn't had the presence of mind to plug it in at a fire station. Yes. So, Richard, in your choice of Alecky cars, there are three in mind. And I think I know the one that you're going to come to last. So I'm going to mention the other two first. You're not considering a Tesla because they're too expensive. Yeah, they are. They're the exception to the rule. Lovely, but expensive. Every other electric car I think you can get deals on at the moment. Mm. Although mm. their list prices may seem high, when you go in and look at how much it would cost you to lease one for two years, mm. which I think is the smart way to do it, because mm. the lease cost, by the maths I've done on some of the offers, is way lower than depreciation would be. So mm. it's a no-brainer. 
and then you get to give it back rather than getting stuck with your Betamax player. Mm-hmm. And I'm technically superior. But anyway, and so <laughs> well, I think was, that's the it. way to do it. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> not, the, it. not the test. They're about 50 grand for a second. Yeah, and there's not. It's just mm. too much. Great, though. Yeah, really? I, I, haven't, I, I, haven't, I haven't tried one. But I rattled past the superchargers in my diesel Land Rover today at Oxford <laughs> Services. And I thought, uh, oh, yeah, how good. It's the and future. I thought of, of you not knowing they're around the corner because yeah, they yeah. are around the corner. Yeah, right? yeah. Well, I don't know why they've done that. There's there should be a big sign. It's like being in the business lounge. It's amazing. Well, it is, isn't it? Because yeah. all the normal electric car points are outside the front door, and there's usually some idiot in an Audi that's not electric who's parked diagonally across them. Yeah. But it is the business lounges around the corner. Yeah, around the corner, yeah. and there's a bunch of really smug people who are really enjoying Just this one smug car. person today. Yeah, I I yeah, yeah, and I don't blame them for being smug. That no, actually no works, it looks, really I think works. it does. Go, oh, how civilised it is around here. But that's there's two other cars remaining. Yes. And I bet it's not the electric version of the Ford Focus, which you can buy. Do you know what it's called? You know what Ford called the electric version of the Focus? The Ford Focus Electric? Correct. Can you actually buy that? 31 grand, I just looked on the Ford website. Wow. But is it out yet then? Because I don't think I've It doesn't look like pre order to me, I don't know. They've literally never mentioned it. No. I read that it was coming, but I certainly haven't. There are, in fact, two left. I didn't know about the Ford Focus Electric, and I'm not sure I'm interested because that is still too much like a normal car. It's way too much like a normal car. So, Renault Zoe, I know I mentioned it before, if you can get a Jim Noddy Holder style (laughs) lease deal, Mm-hmm. And apparently he's been having people coming at him and going, where'd you get that from? And he's told them, it's just like Bristol Street Motors in Derby, mm. I think. And they've honoured the same deal for other people. Yeah. So that deal is out there. Mm. I think that's an absurdly cheap piece of motoring if you're getting the free electricity yeah, compared is. to an internal combustion engine car of any sort, and really. she's so pretty, I yeah. guess. And her. so I sort of think, ooh, much cheapness, could do that. Mm. The Renault Zoe is the only electric car... Because as you'd imagine, because I think electric car motoring is rather like a sort of cult at the moment. Mm -hmm. And there are a lot of websites devoted to it, a lot of forums, people discussing stuff. Good, because you get a good source of ready, honest information from the real world. And the Zoe is the only electric car I've found of the current generation that seems to have quite a lot of problems with it. Mm. Wow. Charging problems. People on Twitter have been talking to me about, I think there's one guy who's on his second because the first one was so useless and didn't work properly. So so. not the infrastructure, but the car itself. Yeah. I do know someone who's had problems with this. Really? Yeah, who works in the industry as well, bizarrely. He's still a big advocate of the lucky car. I think he's saving up to buy a Tesla. Really? He's, he's got the smell of it, but he's had issues. Yeah. Do you know, as a sub thing, actually, it's not pure electric, but it's a car we featured on the show a while ago, Vauxhall Ampera. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they production? Yeah. Wow. And now there is a new Chevrolet Volt in the US. I saw some while I was over there. Lovely-looking car, quite reminiscent of the old-shape Honda Civic. Yeah. Very down-nosed, pointy-nosed. Yeah. But dynamic-looking, interesting thing, much nicer-looking than the first generation, mm-hmm. not coming here. We are going to get the Chevy Bolt, which yep. is the pure electric car with the 200-mile range. So that's a quite a nice-looking thing, but it's not mm-hmm. coming here till next year, and it'll right. be called the Ampera E, I think. So not that. So electric car choices, that leaves me with brrr, tsh, the BMW i3. I knew you were going to say that. Front-running choice. And An excellent choice, sir. For two reasons. First of all, again, we come back to much cheapness. There are deals going. I mean, they're not giving it away in a sort of 75 quid Zoe kind of way, but it's not. But bad. can you lease it for a reasonable? Yes, I've been fishing around. How and much? Can you tell us? The best that I've found so far is if you're a business user. So I think if you're VAT registered, you might be able to do this. You could get one for £189 a month. And right. you have to put about £1,500 down. Right. Now, that's okay. not yeah. catastrophic. It's not when catastrophic. You're getting, and you look at what that car comes with as standard. I mean, it's a lot, it gets now climate control. Car. You're getting a carbon fiber bodied, electrically powered car of the future. Yep. It has a character to it. 
that for all their other qualities, the Leaf and the Zoe just don't have... It feels real... genuinely like something different and something special. Yeah. You can tell when the car is good value because rental companies have got them. Have you noticed all these car clubs in London at the mm. moment? Four yeah, Drive yeah. or whatever they're Zip called? Zipcar. Zip yeah. 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 They're all I3s. Really? Loads of I3s. They're being oh, really? swallowed up by those people. Yeah, Drive. Is that the one I'm thinking of? Oh. They're all I3s. Okay. So I, I'm surprised be about heard. that because I thought they would be sort of like, oh, God, everyone's just going to borrow them and run them out of electricity and then leave them. And mm-hmm. This is a total guess, but it's probably easier for them to remote monitor whether a car is charged up or not charged up mm. on these top Yeah, well, you get the app with all of them. The Leaf has okay, an app and the i3 has an app, definitely, and the Golf I'm, has one. I'm still aware of the charging status of that Nissan Leaf I had 12 months ago because I've still got the app on the phone that's registered <laughs> to it and the Tesla I drove the other month as yes, well. Yes, I found that with the e I know where it is. Uh, and I was like, I could just turn the lights on if I wanted to, yeah. even though I now know it's in Milton Keynes. I didn't because I thought it seemed a bit silly and they might find out it was me and tell me off. So I'm genuinely trying to work Don't out how to do this. Do do you know, there are two things. First of all, I think I get the range extender because I'm a bit of a coward and I think it's that good thing. Yeah, no, range extender is a good, pocket. smart, yeah, I like, yeah. Yeah, um, I like the range extender. And the only other barrier to range, he's trying to find the best deal and to make it sort of make financial sense. The third barrier actually is my wife because I think she's less convinced than me, but she will drive it more than me, and so she'll love it. I think she will. I'm and going to try and get her in one. Do you know how the other Kerry yeah, store? Yeah, yeah that's another that bit. So I need to, well, so here's how keen they are. I emailed a company. Uh, BMW Garage, who were doing some deals on them, they rang me this morning, very keen to talk deals, very keen indeed, and a car built to order as well, because wow. I was like, they only got stock, they need to get rid of. No, 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 they build me a car to my spec, still quite a decent price, and if I go back to them, I think they might be able to wow. beat their own price. But better than that, you can tell they're keen. They went, have you driven one? I said, I have. They said, do you want to drive one again? Because we can send one over for the weekend, if you like. So when do car dealers ever do that? Wow. Short of getting on his knees, this man so desperately wanted me to have a BMW i3, this and I gonna, think I desperately want one. So I think this is going to happen. I don't I know. Feel, I can feel this is this. Watch this, this is, space, this, but I'm keen. I'm keen to give it a go. I'm keen to see if electric motoring can actually be made to work for two years, three years, whatever. Watch I the space. Can yeah. promise you it won't. Go and ask me why. Or don't spoil it. Because you'll have to rename your site Sniff Electrons. <laughs> Sniff Ozone. <laughs> Good morning, sir. How can I help you? I'd like to buy this eco car here, please. Eco car? Yeah, yeah, this eco car. This one here. This is a Sanyong Rexton, sir. I don't care what it's called. Just tell me how long it takes to charge. About three or four minutes. Excellent. And what sort of charging plug does it use? It, um, uses a petrol pump. A petrol pump? What sort of ridiculous machine would use one of those? One that ran on petrol? Petrol? What are you talking about? This is an eco car. Not really, sir. But it must be. Why would you say that, sir? Well, just look at it. It's disgusting. Ah, I see. A common misconception. I'm afraid it's simply disgusting to look at because it's a Sasan Yong. So you don't do eco-cars? I'm afraid not, sir, but Susan Young can aid weight loss. Oh, yeah? How'd you do that? Here, have a look at this photograph of the Susan Young Turismo. Oh, yeah. I see what you mean. You can't talk about electric cars 
in isolation. That's a little electrical joke for you there. It, oh, good, yes. Yeah, it wasn't it, intended to be one there. until it came out. Because electric cars are only part of the story. It all really depends on the infrastructure that you can plug into if you can't charge at home, which many of us can't. Tesla have their own sort of... It's a bit like, you know, AOL or CompuServe for the internet. It's their own part of the electric network isn't it it's not quite integrated with everybody else and you're buying into a club you mentioned a cult earlier on i was mm. in the cult of tesla that's what i called those programs so you have to rely on the public charging oh, sorry network. that just reminded me of something else you know i was saying there's loads of forums and things for electric cars and you yeah. delve deeper and there's sort of separate so i was reading the i3 forums i got the feeling that the pure electric i3 owners look down on the range okay. extender because they're quitters they're cheaters they're not doing it properly okay, and I can see the, yeah, you know yeah. the i3 range extender has a flap at the back where a normal petrol flap is that's your electricity Mm. connector yep. but then on the front wing there's the actual petrol cap where you fill up the tiny tank mm-hmm. it's tiny as well the range like is only 9 a... litres or yeah. something yeah it's really yeah. small apparently in I3 purist circles that's known as the flap of shame <laughs> oh I like that and now I like the I3 even more sorry go on so, yeah, your infrastructure has got to work I've had experience of it failing but in the 12 months between my first experience with it and my most recent one I didn't just use the Tesla network I plugged into the other public charging systems and they've come a long way it seems to me that the problem with the infrastructure for electric cars. It's simply that there isn't enough of it. You know, we just need more of it. It's not, it's mm-hmm. not reliability because, you know, we've all come across a broken down petrol pump from time to time, you know. Or, well, and, and that's what you had on that occasion. Yeah. You know? More than that, today I was up in the Midlands, popped in to see my dad near Stratford, and then I was heading back towards the M40. I thought I'll go cross country to Gaydon because. Some Jaguar? No, because. Uh, well, because, first of all, I was in my Defender and there is nothing nice. It was a beautiful afternoon and there is nothing finer than on a clear, crisp, winter's sunny afternoon, driving across the British countryside in a Defender. It feels at home on the sort of loping A and B roads. Did you have a shotgun and a flat I wish I had done. I could have taken a shot as I drove by, but I just... A drive-by, a countryside (laughs) drive-by. Just winged him. You're reminding me of a video which I'm going to have to dig out for you guys. Anyway, but yes. What? That? Really strictly... Somebody shooting clay pigeons from the back of a 9-11. What? Um, Go search that on YouTube. (laughs) I haven't seen that yet. You'll be ahead of us. Anyway, it's fun. Yeah, so uh, I went cross-country. Now, the reason I was going to Gaiden is because, for those of you who know it, at the roundabout by Gaydon, quite near to where Jag Land Rover and Aston are, where you go down to the M40, which mm-hmm. was my ultimate destination to get back to London, there's an SO petrol station. One of my favourite petrol stations because it's got a coffee shop, they have a little thing that does hot sausage rolls, and it's got a loo. So rather than mm. use Warwick services off the M40, if I'm on the M40 and I need any of these things, particularly a hot sausage roll, I'll go to Gaydon petrol station because I find it more pleasant. And it's only just off the motorway, so it's not a further to go than driving into the awful services and having to go around the car park. So I thought I'll cut cross-country to Gaydon. It's only a few miles. I'll get some diesel because I'm running low and a coffee, not a hot sausage roll because I've just been in America and I've eaten my own body weight in everything and maybe a wee in their lovely loo and that's it and I'll be on my way. You like a wee, don't you? I love a wee. He loves a wee. And um, so they're rebuilding all of that motorway junction 
because there's such bad traffic of everybody trying to get into Jaguar Land Rover's massively expanded engineering centre. Apparently in the morning it takes people like half an hour to get in, maybe more. I had a car like that once. So they're totally... <laughs> where are we going with this? <laughs> anyway, in the course of expanding this junction and all the roads around it, they appear to have knocked down my favourite petrol station. No! No, no way! So I just had to go straight onto the motorway. No diesel for me, never mind a wee. And, and I was thinking... Diesel. Well, that's a bit annoying. I was banking on getting some diesel. It's fine. I've got just below a quarter of a tank. It was really just because I was going to do a kind of top-up so I didn't have to come off the motorway. So you can't get diesel sometimes. Well, then, so this is the thing. It gets worse. Went into Oxford Services. The reason I saw the Tesla superchargers is because actually I forgot to go to the petrol station. I inadvertently turned into the services themselves and then went, oh, wait, I don't need this. I just need diesel. Looped around by the back business class chargers around to the petrol station. There's two people in high-vi vests and a row of cones and they're standing there with their arms folded, shaking their heads. Whole petrol station is shut. Wow. Now that one at Oxford Services, which is massive. Mm -hmm. And it's all closed off for reasons I didn't bother to stop and ask why. Well, now the fuel lights come on so now you're getting a little bit anxious. Oh, like you've got right. range anxiety. Oh, in right. yeah. like this is ridiculous. So I suppose my point is that although you can have trouble charging up an electric car and if it runs out, you can't buy a can of electricity. So that is obviously a, a moot point. But let's not kid ourselves that sometimes you struggle to find a petrol station that is open or working or whatever. That We've all been there. Where you're sort of going, oh, God. I thought there was yeah. a petrol station here in this town I've only been to twice before, but they closed it down and built flats on it. Inner yeah. city yeah. petrol stations are a thing of the past. Yes. I have lost count mm, of the yeah. number of petrol stations within three miles of this place that just are not there anymore. One's There's just one. gone near me. Oh, I'm it's... down to one. There used to be a half a dozen. It's yeah. crazy. It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, it's the end of petrol, the end of diesel, start electric car. Well, I mean, as far as the petrol stations go, as I understand it, it's just really hard to make money out of being a petrol station. Yeah. And you would think that with people coming in all day buying relatively expensive fuel, mm. you would be able to make money fairly easily. But apparently it's just not. It's very hard to make money well, if you're... Because the very expensive fuel is great chunk of it is tax. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And, and very, very little of it is going to the petrol station operator. Yeah. My parents used to vaguely know some people who owned a petrol station and they said one of the biggest problems because you're right, they were struggling to make money and this was like in the 80s. They said it wasn't a very profitable business because of the amount that you actually got off each gallon of petrol as it was then. They were a BP station and BP were constantly going, oh no, you need to put up a new sign. No, you need to move this around. No, you need to repave your forecourt. It's like they had very strict corporate standards. Uh-huh. Like a franchise. And, yeah, yeah, and yeah. they just constantly imposed new rules on them and it was oh. like oh god it's going to cost us another five grand just to have a different sign put up mm. and so on so bp made lots of money but the people who ran yeah. the franchises for them didn't yeah and then yeah. they threw it all into the sea off america and <laughs> lost it all again but this infrastructure thing obviously it's going to get better and it's easier to make it better i think than it is for the infrastructure of a hydrocarbon fuel economy yeah. if you want to put it that mm-hmm. way. because if you want to improve your distribution of hydrocarbon fuels because we care enough about safety we don't allow people to sell cans of petrol in corner shops Mm. we have proper petrol stations we have to go to fill up now it's much easier to stick an electric car charging point on a street corner in a pub car park you can dot them all over the place and you can integrate them with your main electric grid it's a very different thing to building up a hydrocarbon fuel distribution system I can back up what you're saying there, Z. I was in Finland recently, in the Arctic Circle in Finnish Lapland, and I saw Teslas out there. I think driving an electric car in permanently sub-zero temperatures can have an effect on your performance. What about the infrastructure? How are they going to do it? And I went to the local supermarket, 
and there they had electric car charging points not just the electric points for heating up your car while you leave it in the cold but they had proper chargers they put a charge into your car at uh, something like a 30 kilowatt hour rate where was this car charging point not mounted on ground level but literally halfway up a building with a set of steps so when the snow comes you can still get Ah. to the charging point i swear it must have been 10 foot high these little steps and if they can do it in finland and make it work we could do it here electric cars are coming well as a final thought on that infrastructure thing i just think with petrol stations closing which is happening trying to refuel an internal combustion engine car is only going to get harder and it feels to me like right now trying to fuel an electric car is only going to get easier Mm. and that for me is part of the attraction we're waiting for the crossover point on the graph yeah Yeah. now i came across an entirely different approach to the zero carbon transport the other day which was i have to say spectacularly less smart than any of the options we've been talking about so far. I came across this thing called the bike bus. I was driving through central London and I found myself suddenly having to drive very, very slowly, just a couple of vehicles behind this very slow-moving thing that turned out to be, with a little bit of squinting, a bike bus. Imagine a sort of a Heath Robinson-esque device. You've got a frame, a road-going four-wheel chassis, about the size of a small van, with several rows of inward-facing exercise bikes on the back. Inward-facing exercise? Oh, wait So you've basically got space for about, I don't know, 10 or 12 people maybe to sit on static bicycles on the flat back of, like I say, a sort of a small flatbed truck. Get the heck and out the, of here. And, 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 <laughs> and your passengers are pedalling like crazy. And the thing is While moving... While you sit at the front going... <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Bom, no. Bom, yeah. bom, While bom. you sit 50 yards back going, what the f*** is this? I mean, you know, it's combining all of the worst attributes of a large, stupid petrol engine vehicle <laughs> with an elderly person on a bicycle. It's moving so slowly, and the best thing you can say about it is that it reminds you of a Heath Robinson cartoon. You know, that's the best thing. I now have a foot firmly in the cyclist camp. I love a good bicycle. Yeah. A bicycle is a fine form of transport. But one of the great things about it is that you're light and nimble and small. They've managed to find a way of taking human cycle-type power and make it big enough to block a road and ensures that it's slow enough that there's nothing else slow on the road. It's well, a horrible, horrible, stupid thing. He's Zog. Goodbye. He's seen the future. And it it's doesn't terrifying. Well, it doesn't that, work. That part of it doesn't work. He's Richard. You've seen the future and it could well be electric. Well, no, no, I'm going to lease a bike bus now. <laughs> Are the people extra? <laughs> And I'm Gareth, and I'm from the future. See ya. To send us an email, see pictures, get song lyrics, join our Facebook fan site, follow us on Twitter, or to find out about sponsorship opportunities, go to garethjones.tv. Gareth Jones on Speed is made in London by Whizbang. Gareth Jones on Speed!